all of this pivot comes back to setting a goal, creating the plan, and seeing it through with my fitness. That taught me I could. And it, if I hadn't done that, the confidence that I would, I wouldn't have the confidence. I need to show up on video. I wouldn't have had the confidence. Not that it matters what I look like, but because I needed to change my mindset. It doesn't have anything to do with the scale. It has to do with the work I did in my head. Welcome to the Fit Leaders Talks podcast, a show dedicated to business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to level up their mindset and fitness to thrive in biz and life. My name is Ryan Osborne, AKA Coach Oz, and this is the place to hear truly inspirational stories from other successful business leaders from all industries share their struggle to strength fitness journeys while getting an inside scoop on exactly how these high achievers manage their fitness and busy schedule that has produced a 10X impact within their biz and personal growth. My purpose is to uncover transformational fitness stories from local to well-known people with my mission of empowering 10,000 business leaders to become fit leaders. Welcome to Fit Leaders Talks. Hey, welcome back to Fit Leaders Talks. Coach Oz here. Uh, another, you know, super excited episode. Um, I think there's going to be some amazing value, amazing insight. Um, really the whole purpose of these talks is for me to just get inside the heads of other uh, leaders. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, um, sometimes they're business owners, executives, but I just call them business leaders uh, outright. And I just want to kind of uh, get them to really share um, and expose their story. Um, and, you know, certainly today is going to be no different in terms of great inspirational story, but also some tactical stuff, which is I'm really excited about to hear from Kelly um, because she's a productivity specialist, which is, I think we all, um, you know, when we're juggling 10 balls up in the air, um, it's definitely a foundation from just an operational standpoint. Yes, health, as we come to know, is our certainly uh, uh, body's foundation, mind body. But um, uh, I want to uh, get Kelly to say hey to the uh, social world. Hey, y'all. <laughs> that's, my, that's my word. I'm in the South. So, she, hey, y'all. She's in the South. <laughs> she's, uh, she's in Tennessee. Um, so, um, no, so, so great to connect. Uh, and um, yeah, so Kelly Haysmith is a productivity specialist and a foundational business coach. And, um, you know, we've, we've, we've connected on a, on a few things, but I just thought, honestly, once I did uh, hear, uh, you know, obviously her story that she's going to share, um, it's pretty common. Um, and I think, you know, this is going to resonate with mothers, um, you know, just a bit more so because that's really where her story is going to kind of start. And, uh, and then also just kind of how she had this mental shift from motherhood and then into kind of just, you know, her really, um, cause she's pretty new into the entrepreneurial world, um, but doing great things. Um, and so, um, it pretty well is a short period of time. But something that I do think that uh, many women, um, again, even some of my clients that I've spoke with, um, had gone through, and many cases, as she talks about, um, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily address it. They just kind of park it and, and leave it. And that can obviously, you know, really kind of leak and, and come in um, down the road or fester and be really a big area that um, could be at the root of some of the, the stress management or just causes of, of really kind of health and anxiety and things like that. So really, Kelly, again, appreciate your time first and foremost, but let's get into, like I said, I guess just really removing only a few years back, um, you know, basically 2018-ish, but what kind of, what was that time period like for you? Tell me kind of, you know, where things started to kind of go, I guess, in 
the health was 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 obviously um, um, uh, challenged uh, mentally. And uh, just yeah, just kind of briefly, let's let's go down that road first. So I had my third boy in 2018, um, and we had a really hard time having this this baby. We tried for about eight years, and so we get pregnant. We have the baby, and I start suffering from extreme postpartum anxiety and depression. Um, I actually gained more weight after the baby got here than I did when I was pregnant, and by a lot, actually. Um, I suffered a lot of mom guilt. I didn't want to get up off the couch. I was afraid something would happen to my kids or my husband, so I spent my time staring at them breathing. And I know that that sounds crazy, but if anyone's walked those shoes, they understand what I mean. Just completely frozen while everything was happening around me. I'm just stuck in in this place where I can't move. And I lost all, not just not ability, but lost all desire to do anything at all for me. And I gained a significant amount of weight and um, I wasn't in my best shape during pregnancy, but I was in my worst shape after pregnancy. Wow. And so for that, you know, obviously like I know like with postpartum depression, like it did, as you were going through that, were you aware of obviously that condition? Um, was it just something that you kind of kept, you know, to your, or like, how was that to you, I guess? So I thankfully was just completely aware of what was going on. Um, and yes and no, I was really, really good at hiding it because, you know, you, I had a, a face that I showed everybody else and then a face that I lived at home. Um, and I was surrounded by some people who were supportive. My husband, thankfully, was very, very supportive and my immediate family, but I had groups of friends who not all of them were super supportive. I mean, I got a lot of, you're acting crazy, snap out of this. Like, why are you being so ridiculous? And I got a lot of, I thought you wanted a baby. Why are you acting like this now? He's like, this is what you wanted. You got what you want. Why are you acting like this? And so that type of thing pushed me further and further into like a pretend world of this isn't actually happening out there, which made things even worse internally. Because if you can't talk about it, if you feel like you, you know, you're crazy. And so when you can't get a grip on it and there's not support, it just causes a spiral to go down further. And so it took me a long time. It didn't take me a long time to hit bottom, but it took me a long time to claw my way back up. Wow. Wow. And so, and obviously, cause that was your third, right? So you never, I mean, yeah. the other two, was there signs so of it? I have, I have birthed two and raised three boys. Um, so after my sec, after my first, first off, I was 21 and I was in my thirties after the second that I birthed. And so I really believe that hormones are different that far, you know, that much different. Um, and there's like a whole story to how like he came into this world. So like I said, we had eight years of trying. We had a lot of loss between my grandmother who we were very, very close to died and was buried the day before I went into labor. Um, she didn't die the day before I went into labor. She was buried the day before I went into labor. And then um, we, he was also born in the middle of a really crappy flu season where the news and social media was constantly talking about kids dying from the flu and all this crap. And my husband's a public school teacher and my other son was in public school. And that's all I could consume myself with was 
something bad is going to happen. And so I think that I had a perfect storm after his birth of things that just sent me off the deep edge. Um, and it was not a good time. I'm thankful that I went through it now. Um, but it was, it was, it was a hard year and a half ish. Wow. Okay. And so, because at that point, um, you know, so you, as you kind of are just, let's kind of come up now. Um, mm -hmm. and I know like you said, you had a, a, a boatload of, of weight that just kind of, you know, added really to that mental yeah. struggle there. And I mean, you know, the thought of you, cause you started your business was 2018 and your actual business, right. I'm just, just to kind of put a little bit of context here was when did you kind of get into your business? So I had a business running then I was a travel yeah. agent and I have done, I was, had done that before. Um, so the business I'm doing now, I pivoted to in 2020 because travel in 2020 was not a viable <laughs> business. And so, um, I pivoted using things that I learned in my spiral, using things that I learned at my lowest to claw me back up. Um, and then using things that I had used to be successful in my travel agent business. So the current business I'm doing right now, I have been in since September of 2020, yeah. um, but I had kind of been pivoting through to this point from about the middle of 2019. I wasn't doing it as a business, but I was speaking about postpartum anxiety and things that I had used to get through that um, and talking to women in support groups and things like that. I just wasn't running a business on it. So what was the shift then, um, you know, as you basically were in, I guess, at, at the weight level and, and what just what kind of self-talk, what, what move, what was kind of like that initial to create the initial inertia, what kind of, you know, what were you telling yourself? right? To kind of be like, okay, now it's time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so I, I'm married to, and I call him Mr. Muscles all the time. Like he, he is older than I am. He has always been in shape our entire relationship. And I had always been in shape until like the last two years. And so I, that really weighed on me because I felt like people looked at us and we're like, she doesn't go with him. And I started really resenting my body and hating what I looked like in the mirror, like just despising it. And I started setting like, okay, it's time to lose the weight. And so I started setting these unrealistic, stupid goals for myself. Like, okay, you're going to get down 40 pounds in the next six weeks, which was completely unrealistic for where I was. And it was completely unrealistic. And so I set these goals and then I don't hit them. And then I felt like a failure all over again. And then I just got further and further and further down. And so finally, we went to Disney in March of 2019. And we were, we were in Disney. And I saw pictures of myself, but only a few because and this was my son was like 13, 14 months old. And so I'm seeing a couple pictures of myself and I despise them. So I just stopped being in the pictures. And then when we started going home and I'm scrolling through vacation pictures, I realized that in this trip with him, there are very few that is going to have his mom in them because I was miserable about what I looked like. I just took myself out of those moments. And I, it kind of smacked me in the face that if I want to be in the picture, I'm going to have to get in the picture. And so I decided to do one small step at a time. And that first step for me was cutting out soda. 
I cut out soda and I lost 10 pounds really, really quickly. And it was kind of the motivation and momentum swing that I needed to push me forward. And then I started applying, I realized that I had been doing it all wrong. I was setting like unrealistic goals for myself. I was doing something because I hated my body. I was trying to make a change because I hated my body instead of valuing my body and taking care of it. And I realized that the same process that I had used to claw myself back from postpartum anxiety and depression and to start managing that, which was small habits and consistent routines Mm -hmm. that allowed me to start putting my feet on the floor and moving forward. Why was I not doing that with my health? And I started putting those practices into play. And I took, I built routines and consistency with very small steps, one little bitty step at a time. Like I said, I cut soda out. I just made healthier choices and just built on that one small step. And I stopped standing on a scale every day. And I stopped, I I stopped paying much attention to what the mirror said until I started noticing that my clothes were baggier. And then I was like, okay, now I can see a difference. Now I can feel a difference. Um, And I learned to manage and not manage success, but I learned to gauge my success differently than what I was doing before. And the more I took care of my body, the more I wanted to take care of my body. And the more it became about loving my body. So taking care of it and not hating my body. So I wanted to change it. Yeah. Awesome. Great. I mean, and that's, I feel that a lot with, with certainly my clients as well is when, um, you know, they on paper, right. Or kind of just, you know, doing the X's and O's I'll call it. Um, but certainly not, um, really appreciating the process in and of itself, especially when going at, um, a, a steady, slow, um, but manageable way. And, you know, again, to look at themselves in the mirror, or, or at least just even, you know, self-talk to themselves um, in a light that obviously is very affirmative and positive and motivational. Um, but again, setting realistic expectations, like people don't put a lot of weight on that. I mean, literally, pardon the pun, but they really do not because of course, you know, whether it's just the, the, the lifelong issue of the weight scale or depending on the program and the nature of the messaging. And of course, even just social media, but also marketing um, about how, you know um, it's just, you know, love, hate, bad food, right. Terms, bad food versus good food, right. Bad me versus good habits and all those things. And so I've seen no joke, Kelly, where a client can be almost like in a stagnant period of time with their results and immediately they don't really change obviously like a few things but they don't really change the x's and o's their food and their exercise and they just start to look at themselves um with a little bit more less certainly um uh, uh anxiety uh and negativity and their results just really kick back up stress stress has so much effect on our body and so anytime that you are stressing over that you're a lot less likely to see positive results then if you can change the mindset, let go of the stress and be positive. And I know that that sounds cliche and it's not that easy, but it's a choice. It is a choice we have to make. It's work to make that choice, but you get to choose. And if you can make that choice and put that work in to change the mindset, 
and let go of some of that stress, you're absolutely going to have better results because there's physical stress on the body from mindset, negative mindset. Absolutely. And I, I completely um, agree with that. I call sometimes like a, 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 an appropriate or positive mindset is almost like unveiling a mask, right? Because mm-hmm. you can literally be behind that mask of, of fear, of obviously frustration, of anger, resentment, stress towards how you look and how did I get to this freaking you know state that mm-hmm. I'm in? And that's that kind of just really evil mindset, you know, just, it's not, it's not, it's not a momentum mindset when you basically do what you're saying, right. In the context of just how it can really change how you feel. It's like you, 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 you are looking at you, but the mask is off and it's kind of like, Hey, wait a minute. Because if you truly, you don't, if you can't appreciate, um, you know, uh, uh, the here and now and know that, yes, you do have the choices, uh, and things, you know, whether they were outside your control or completely within your control to get you to where you are, the most positive thing you can think about is the very fact that 100% you have the choice every single day to get yourself out of it. It's going to be a battle, right? It's going to be a battle. You need support and you need systems that I know, you know, um, it's, it's so close to you. First and foremost, like I have to realize that the body, my body has carried two kids and I am in my mid thirties, Lord help me now. And that, um, and, and so, but I have to value that. Like I've learned to put value on, on some of the imperfections or flaws, like look what they gave us. Um, and so that's part, that's part of that, but also like learning to enjoy exercising now, like when we have a night home alone, we do a date night workout, which three years ago, first off, three years ago, we would have fought through it because I would have been like, don't tell me what to do. Like, I don't, like it was like, he's been a personal trainer. And so it was always kind of like a rub, but now it's not because I've done enough on my own that I know what I'm doing. I don't need his really specific guidance. And so we can have fun doing that together. And then second off, I'm so much freaking stronger than I ever thought I could be. Love it. I'll never forget the first workout that we were going to do together. Like we were deadlifting and he had put out, I don't remember what weight he had put out, but I was like, what are you doing? And then I picked up (laughs) um, two 40 pound dumbbells and he was like, seriously. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And so that's awesome. It was like, I was proud of myself. It was almost like I was showing off a little bit, which made me feel good. And I, it, it changed our like relationship too. It also has given me, there've been times in our marriage because he's always made time to work out that I may have resented that somewhat. And now I have better respect for that and know why he does it because we both say that we work out for our sanity, not our vanity. Um, Love it. it. So now I feel like I understand that part of him more, which has even made that better. Yeah. And even the date night workouts, folks, like that's, 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 that's a gem right there. I mean, honestly, yeah. I know it's, you know, Hey, we want to get out um, depending on where you are in the world with COVID. Maybe you can't, right. but, um, uh, uh, and I know some people really bad, like that, that for some people is like, that'll never happen. Right. Like, Oh, I'll never be able to work out with, 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 with he or she. And, We've, I've said that too. Right. So just, you know, Hey, your message, your message, like, that's great. That just literally kind of, you know, come in full circle. Um, that's great. So yep. now we go into, Hey, you know what, like you said, can't travel in COVID. Uh, so for you, like, yeah. So the transitioning, but also the mental, like, you know what I mean? Cause I know you were feeling good about yourself, but kind of just walk me through kind of how that was. So, you know, I finally, 
I hit my goal weight in December, uh, on December 31st of 2019. And it's something that I had been working on. And I am not a natural born goal setter. Like this is something I had to learn. Um, and so when I learned to set goals, I, I started with it in my fitness journey, but I learned to kind of, it, it helped me put that over into everything else. And so I really started 2020 thinking that my travel business was going to be like, I, I had by far more trips booked for 2020 than I ever had in the five years that I was doing it before then. And I was ready to rock and roll. We had a ton of trips booked for ourselves, for me, because that's how you make money by the traveling and showing people what you're doing. And um, things were going well. And, um, but in the back of my mind, my passion always had been about speaking to women who are struggling and not just with anxiety and depression, but struggling to put their feet on the floor. That has been my mantra from the first of my anxiety thing until I started getting better was, okay, you just have to put your feet on the floor. It was basically to me about just standing up, just getting off of the couch or off the bed and putting my feet on the floor. And so literally would say that out loud. I could show you the screen of my phone. It's literally on the front of it says, put your feet on the floor. Because I have said that to myself so many times over the next, over the last three years. But anyway, I knew that that's what I wanted to do eventually was to work into that realm and do productivity coaching and show people how consistency could make a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. But I expected travel to pay for the pivot. <laughs> I expected <laughs> to use one business yep. to like, okay, pivot yep. myself into it and kind of wane out of travel and into the next thing. And then everybody canceled everything, like everything. And if you know anything about travel business, you know that you don't get paid until somebody travels. Yep. So no money came in, none, zero, none, not at all, nothing. And, um, it was either sink or swim. So it was about, um, might as well throw myself at this. And so instead of starting it as a business, I just started talking about the things I wanted to talk about. And in July, I had somebody contact me and be like, hey, have you thought about coaching? Cause I'd like to hire you. And so it was like, okay, one client. And then by September, it was way more than one client. And then by January, it was like, okay, I'm not resigning the travel contract cause I can't do both. And so, and actually at the end of January, I just celebrated because my January, I made more than 2020 and 2019 combined. And yeah, right. Like, and what's hilarious about me is my business coach was like, what are you going to do to celebrate? And I was like, work harder because that's who I am. That's awesome. And, wow. but that <laughs> entrepreneurial <laughs> mindset there, <laughs> just work, right? what can work I do harder. Right? Like, top it again. Um, but it, but it all came from like, I think I really, all of this pivot comes back to setting a goal, creating the plan and seeing it through with my fitness that taught me I could. And it, if I hadn't done that, the confidence that I would, I wouldn't have the confidence. I need to show up on video. I wouldn't have had the confidence, not that it matters what I look like, but because I needed to change my mindset. It doesn't have anything to do with the scale. It has to do with the work I did in my head. Um, and that came through that it was process. the precursor, right? Yeah. That just gave you, right? If I hadn't done the mindset work, I would have never come that far because I would have never had 
the mental toughness that I needed to keep going because there were times where I had lost 10 pounds and then two or three weeks, like nothing happened or I gained. And so if I hadn't done that mindset work in the first place to really realize why I was doing what I was doing, Mm -hmm. then I would have quit. Yeah, you would have quit. And I would have quit. Absolutely. I love that. Because I'd quit hundred times before that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Just, it it was a pattern breaker. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and it has to happen up through there. So I love the fact that's great because that's obviously um, something that I try to, you know, really want to get people to, to, to expose about is that, that just that when you do put in that physical work um, and, you know, obviously, you know, mental work as well for your own personal health, then, you know, whether it's um, the initial uh, starting of a business, um, you know, some obviously resiliency uh, and whatnot, like you, you've built the pattern of I've already have, right. And then be able right. to literally wake up and say, well, I already have, right. Like your, your vision now has changed. And I know yeah. I love, I, I kind of forgot to kind of um, split this, uh, I should say, uh, squeeze this in because you mentioned this uh, when we initially chatted was um, the whole concept of be more selfish, not selfless. And I think, yeah, yeah I just, I love that, to be honest with you. Women, especially, I'll, I mean, if I'm being honest, especially moms, women in general, anything that they do for themselves, they feel selfish about. And um, it, that's crap. First off, that's not selfish. And you cannot be a better mom, wife, caregiver, business owner, or anything if you don't have it to give. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you don't have it to give. And um, one thing that I tell to my clients who are moms is if you want to be a better mom, you've got to take better care of your kid's mom. Like you have to take care of your kid's mom. You owe it to them. But you do have to be selfish to a point. Like, I have a concept that I teach called core four, which is the core four priorities in your life. And my number one is myself. And that may come across selfish to a lot of people, but I can't be who I want to be for my people if myself is not important. Yep. The final part, I really, really do. I, we can go on and on. I always say that with clients, but, <laughs> um, you know, um, but yeah, so let's just look at, I know your systems person, but right now, um, I know you said you, you've been obviously kind of you've got a home gym set up, but how do you look at your week now, right? Obviously, your business has been right a steady grow, which is which is so cool to hear. But how do you look at your week? What 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 kind of system do you personally use? What kind of accountability, an app, or just your process to be able to be consistent with your healthy routine? What do you got to share? So, um, morning routine is essential for me because it sets me up for a good day. So um, my morning routine is so simple. It consists of mindset work. It consists of completing one chore, which is usually making my bed. And it consists of getting ready. Those are three things that set me up for a productive day. Um, And when it comes to like getting in my exercise, we have made it a family affair at our house now. So like my husband does half his workout in the morning and then he finishes it with us in the evening. And my, I have a child who is entering high school this year. Um, And so he (laughs) is starting to work out with us at the same time. And so we're kind of all out there. And so when it used to make me feel guilty, like if I was shutting the door or whatever, now we're like all out there and the toddlers running around like a madman. And is it, is it perfect? No. Am I going through it and like not having to stop? Is my heart rate staying at max level the whole time? No, but it's done Yep. and we're doing it together. He's seeing an example of all of us working out, which is super important that he sees us be healthy in my 
in my mind. And so that is getting that and I'm showing up because everybody else is, is a, like depending on me to show up too. And so it's been really good for us to do it that way. Um, but I like to run on my own. And so when mama needs a timeout, that's, I, I'm a run, like, I'm not a runner, but I run. No, you don't. And that's what I do. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so that's great. what I do when I need a timeout. Yeah, I was going to say, so that's, that's, that's just your, right, little zen time, time, right, self-care yeah. time. Because I was going to really just finish by asking you, like, what, what does fitness mean to you now? Like, right now, like, what are you just, is it, is it just to kind of, again, keep that foundation? Um, are you striving for something, you know, or is it just... <laughs> Well, I really wanted to run a Disney half marathon this year because I will be 35, but that's not going to happen because COVID. So um, honestly, I'm trying to find my next thing. We are going, we're going to do a bike at the house. So that'll end up becoming a competition because my husband and I have done a, we are both very competitive people. So we've done a couple programs that are similar and like you're keeping track of something. And so we write it up on a mirror to try to beat the other. Um, but that kind of thing, but really and truly for me, fitness is about, it is about my energy and it is about the clear head that I feel. Um, and just taking a minute where I pull away from a computer or away from, you know, uh, Paw Patrol or something like that for a second. <laughs> and I'm able to pay attention to just myself even if there's kids running around because I think that's one thing that moms do is if it's not or not just moms but we all do it if it's not perfect we just are like well if I can't do it perfectly I just won't do it today yeah. and we've got to get past that perfection perfectionism procrastination we've got to get to where it's better done than perfect and that's where I'm at right now is just doing it because it matters yeah that I've been utilizing this with uh, my own self um in how I'm um, kind of intentional in my business. And I've been using this kind of little statement with my clients uh, lately that it seemed to kind of resonate, especially where, you know, I do work with a lot of leaders. And of course, the perfectionism are all or nothing type A, just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, go, go, go mentalities. And I know, like you said, mothers share that is instead of all or nothing, it's say intentional or something. So then at yeah. least you have the intentionality of that statement being number one, which means, hey, at least if you, if, if you just you go about your day, with some level of intention, great, but you can also fall back on the latter half of the statement, which is or something, so that it's not kind of like, yeah. I, I work out wasn't kind of what I was supposed to be, or I only got a 10 minute run and it was supposed to be a 60 minute run or anything like that. So, yeah, uh, awesome, really cool. So, uh, great, great talk. Uh, where can people get in touch, find out a bit more of what you do? I am at Kelly Hayes Smith, and it's K E L L I on everything facebook instagram pinterest kellyhaysmith.com it's all kelly hay smith so if you're looking for me i'll find you to look for <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect well um yeah absolutely uh, i do appreciate your time um Thank so happy so that much. we connected uh, yeah and for sure. uh, let's you know definitely keep in, in contact uh, anyways that's it for now folks and until next time we'll see you hey did this podcast resonate with you did you get any value from it if you did then I got one more little favor to ask of you. If you could kindly hit the subscribe or follow button, depending on where you're listening to this podcast to, and leave a five-star rating and leave a little review, I'd be forever grateful. Truly, truly, truly. I appreciate that. Until next time, leaders. Talk soon.